Welcome to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm your host, Pascal, a coach for conscious, creative, and unconventional entrepreneurs. In this space, we'll explore solutions to move through the blocks that can often keep us away from living our most creative life. You'll also hear stories from inspiring people just like you and how they were able to redesign their life and their business mindfully. I've created this podcast because we need more conscious leaders like you. Together, we'll help you unlearn old programming, ground into your truth, and take action confidently on what truly makes a difference. I'm really grateful that you're here. Let's dive right into this episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a guest joining us. I'm very excited for you to listen to this conversation. Her name is Carolyn. She's the founder and owner of Yoga with Carolyn. She's a former client of mine and she's honestly such a beautiful human. And Carolyn helps you gain tools and a perspective that helps you navigate any challenges in life and help you create a relationship with your mind, with your body that is healthier and a more positive one, which is beautiful. So I'm going to leave the information in the show notes so you can connect with her. She has a YouTube channel where she releases uh, new videos every week. She also recently joined Instagram as well. And I'm personally part of her 10-week yoga series, which is called Rice. Uh, She changes the theme every season. And honestly, it's a wonderful experience to just create space for self-care. And it's actually the theme of our conversation. We're chatting about self-care, taking care of yourself as an entrepreneur, some practical tools and tips that you can use. Uh, We also talk about her journey, about anxiety and depression. And it's just a lovely conversation that I know will be inspiring for many of you. So let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Carolyn. Thank you. This is this is exciting. I've uh, I've been listening to this podcast for so long, so it's very exciting to be on it. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to have you here. I'm just really excited for the listeners to get to know you because you're such a beautiful, beautiful person. <laughs> Making me blush. <laughs> I was excited actually to have this specific conversation with you today about self-care. And it's something I've been wanting to talk about on the podcast for a while. And I think I was just waiting for the right person to have a chat with. And I think you're the perfect person to have this discussion with today. It's an important one. And I know many listeners will relate to you and your story and will learn so much from your perspective. So thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, self-care is like not only super important for just like human beings and just as people, but like being an entrepreneur is it's hard work and it's so essential to, to learn like the ways in which you know how to take care of yourself and navigate all the ups and downs that come with being an entrepreneur. So yeah, super excited about talking about it. Absolutely. Cool. So before we get into the topic, I would love for you to maybe share a bit more about yourself. So anything you want to share with the listeners about your cultural background, your professional journey, life story, uh, and maybe also what led you to start your own virtual yoga studio. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's a very kind of non-linear uh, story, but 
Um, so in terms of, yeah, in terms of kind of currently what I'm doing, who I am is I am, I'm a, officially I'm a certified yoga teacher, but my, my business is a little bit more encompassing than that. So I'm, I'm really, really passionate about offering specifically empaths and creative souls and sensitive beings, how to begin to create a really collaborative and loving relationship with their bodies. So that doesn't only necessarily mean in a physical sense, but also in a kind of heart and mind and body connection. And that can be done in a lot of different ways. So the way that I approach it is through yoga offerings, but my yoga offerings kind of span. Um, I do a little bit of meditation, a little bit of journaling in there, and I work with the seasons. So I'm very much myself feel very connected to the change of the seasons over the course of an entire year. And so my offerings tend to kind of follow that. So really like offering offerings um, that celebrate like the solstices and the equinoxes and what energies are happening in the spring or the winter. So that is what I currently do and what I'm really passionate about. And right now it's all online, um, which is not what I set out to do, which is very interesting. So I guess that kind of brings me to the journey up until now, and I'll make it not too, too long. <laughs> so I have been a certified yoga teacher for since 2014. Um, so about going on seven years, I guess now. Um, but when I first got certified, so I am certified more specifically in Kripalu Hatha Yoga, which is such a beautiful practice. It's a, it's a compassionate based practice. That is where the training is focused on and especially on creating accessible yoga. So not um, creating, creating classes and creating offerings that allow every single type of person to feel welcome because everybody can benefit from the practice of yoga. There's so much to be learned and we don't want to be singling anybody out. So that's where my journey began um, in terms of getting certified. And then over the course of the past seven years, I've taught part-time and then have worked part-time. And at one point, I kind of had to come to this decision of where am I going to start focusing my energy because I need to be financially sustainable and kind of quote-unquote need to grow up, I guess. <laughs> so... <laughs> tried to go about making that decision in a very logical way, which is funny now because that is not the way that I make decisions now, but we'll get to that. And so I made the decision to kind of put the teaching on the back end and focus on getting a quote unquote real job. And so I decided to work a full-time position as a manager at a gym. And I was there for about a year and a half. And it's so funny because I feel so different from the Carolyn that was at that time. So that was about two, two and a half years ago, three years ago. And <laughs> I basically, long story short, hit a wall when I was in that job where my body began to show me these like massive signals where when I was in high school, I had these weird kind of episodes that could be labeled as panic attacks and hadn't had them since high school, which is 10 years ago, and started having these episodes again when I was at work, which was very, very strange because again, I hadn't had them for a really long time. And so basically I was having panic attacks again and my body, like my physical body 
was telling me that I was not at all doing what I was supposed to be doing. I wasn't on the right path because for a lot of reasons, I was working 40 plus hours a week. I was working in an environment with people that I didn't really connect with. I was draining my energy a lot more than I should have. And so, and I wasn't teaching. I was teaching like one class a week, which was not filling my soul up in the way that it needed to. So I made the decision to quit my job and went back to, went back to working a part-time job, but this all happened. It's, it was kind of funny. So it was right at the beginning of COVID when I made the decision to quit the job, line up a bunch of yoga classes. And this is like the, the funniness of the universe where for the time that I was in that job, I was like, for some reason thinking I needed to get a promotion and I was like applying for promotions and promotions and I wasn't getting them and it wasn't working and I wasn't moving up in the company that I wanted. But as soon as I sat down and I made the decision that I wasn't on the right path and I wasn't doing the thing that I, my soul needed to do, things just started to fall into place, which is like so cool and so like encouraging as somebody who really strongly believes now and listening to my body and listening to the universe and listening to my intuition. Because as soon as I started vocalizing, I want to be a yoga teacher. I want to help people through yoga. I had like a bunch of yoga classes that just fell on my lap. And I ended up finding a really wonderful part-time job and got everything set up. And then COVID happened. <laughs> so that's <laughs> like such an interesting, just such an interesting thing that happened. Um, and then kind of the next step in that journey was... I was like, okay, this is like, I'm quiet. I'm not doing anything. I'm at, I'm at home just like everybody else is. And so I started my YouTube channel and that is kind of like in June of 2020 is kind of like my, I consider like the start of my business where I started really like calling myself a yoga teacher and beginning to call myself a business owner. And the focus with the YouTube channel is to offer really cozy, gentle styles of yoga that are truly accessible for all different body types and sensitive beings. And so I was still, see, this is, this is long, nonlinear. <laughs> so I was still at this kind of funny place though, where I was like one toe in and one toe out, right? So I still had this like part-time job that I was going to be working when things opened back up again. And, um, at one point I was like working on my website and I was working this part-time job. I was in it for a few months and I had already made like the vow that like no longer would I ever put my body last and that I would always listen to my body from here on out because I had like hit that wall where my body was telling me to listen to it. And I remember that specifically this one day I was sitting at my computer, working on my website, like working on YouTube videos and things were just not working and I was getting super tense and really anxious and just like, oh my gosh. So I just, again, listened to my body, paused, closed my laptop and went for a walk. And out of the blue, got this phone call from an old acquaintance of mine that basically offered to me to offer outdoor yoga classes. And again, it was like a sign from the universe to like jump into it and things will fall into place if they are meant to fall into place. And I sold out those outdoor yoga classes. They like completely were packed. I ran it. It was like completely put together in a scramble and they were so successful that I came to a crossroads where I had to make the decision. Like, am I going to do this full time? Is this what I'm meant to be doing? And 
it now is. I quit my part-time job. And since then, so since uh, September of 2020, I am now doing this full-time and so friggin' happy because of it. So that's my, that's my journey up until now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So many interesting things to dive into. And I just yeah. love how you mentioned, you know, our bodies know. <laughs> Sometimes we're in denial in our minds, but our bodies usually send us some signals in terms of you're not on the right path. You're not doing the right thing. Just listen to me. So same thing with the panic attacks here. So it's really, really interesting. And I really, really love your approach um, as a yoga teacher, uh, focusing on compassion and just for everybody. So that's usually something that you put forward as well, that it's for mm. every uh, body. So maybe something I'd love to hear you about in terms of maybe accepting yourself as well. So yoga for everybody and welcoming everyone as well and making it a very um, relatable practice and just welcoming anyone that wants to learn about yoga. I would love to hear you maybe about your personal journey in terms of when you started to truly accept who you are and take care of yourself. So maybe it was always part of your, of your life, but I'd be curious to hear you. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's like, there's kind of like two different focuses. I think in terms of self-acceptance, in terms of like my physical body, that was where my journey truly began and that yoga was completely intertwined with that um, because the yoga practice or specifically the practices that I, I follow like Hatha and Yin are very, very compassionate based. And when you're on your mat, there's like no space for any sort of like negative talk, right? It's just like the practice in and of itself just embraces this idea of gratitude and love and meet yourself where you're at. And so that's definitely where I started my journey in terms of self-acceptance. When I first started practicing yoga, when I was like, I don't know, like 16, I think is when I started practicing. And so, yeah, so that's definitely a long time ago where it was a matter of like, there's, I'm not going to get anywhere if I just keep beating myself up with the way that I look. And when I first started practicing yoga, I was definitely a lot curvier and it, it, it was an empowering experience to learn that it was like kind of in my own hands to learn how to support my own body and that creating that collaborative relationship with your body is only going to trickle into other areas of your life. And so you have to begin to kind of just like succumb to the way that your body is and where you're at. And that through that loving and acceptance, you can then begin to learn how to support your body. And so I think that the, where it really starts on your mat is with your physical body. So learning how to modify poses and knowing that props are not a bad thing and that, yeah, so that's kind of where it starts. And then what happens is that when you begin to, or I'll speak for myself, when I begin to accept my physical body and learn how to support it physically on the mat, it then has turned into a journey of accepting the other aspects of myself that are not so physical, but are more so 
kind of emotional or subtle or energetic levels, like recognizing the fact that I am really sensitive <laughs> and that like I cry pretty much every day and that's just the reality of who I am and that the more I, again, accept that and surrender to that and use that to my advantage, the more I will be able to live a life that feels more authentic to me. So I think that answers your question. It's <laughs> beautiful. And it just makes me think about, I honestly think that I've learned much more from yoga than from my business studies that are helpful for me in business. I don't know if the, this sentence makes sense, but I've learned way more from practicing yoga in terms of trusting myself, in terms of accepting where I'm at, in terms of um, just trusting my decisions, taking my time, just honoring my needs, um, than any business um, studies I've had. It was so helpful for me in entrepreneurship. And I mean, I think for you as well, right? Yeah, I 100% agree. I have a couple things that I want to say to that. Like one, I often like to tell my students that your yoga mat is kind of like this sacred and safe space where you get to explore the way that you move in your life. So the way that you practice your yoga is the way that you practice life. Um, and so it is such a, if you kind of step onto your mat with that mentality in mind of like, okay, this is my space, my safe and welcoming space to just be me and to explore all that is me. Um, there's, there's so much that can be done with that. And then what happens is that when you're off of your mat, you can then begin to bring that compassion and that awareness into everything that you do. And yeah, I, I definitely have seen so many correlations between like, I don't know, even just like little examples, like exploring like where do you see resistance when it comes to your business like for me one thing that I've recently done and have explored is jumping onto Instagram because I have a ton of resistance around being on Instagram because I'm definitely somebody who is like super slow and like gentle and like I I just have a lot of resistance around Instagram but the way that I kind of have approached it is the same way that I would approach my yoga practice which is the poses that you don't want to do are usually the poses that you have so much to learn from so there's so much of that like mirroring that can be explored in your life and I'm just like every day always so fascinated by it absolutely and I think for maybe the listeners that are going through a period where they don't want to force themselves or it doesn't feel really good for them in business, maybe they're burnt out. Um, I think practicing yoga is such a beautiful way to learn to lean into compassion and patience and trust as well, you know, because you need to sit down with yourself, see where your energy is at and choosing the right video for you. And then you can choose if you want to follow the same pace or the same movement, if you want to adapt it. Um, so it's such a beautiful way to bring a bit more mindfulness in, as well in, in business, because sometimes we tend to just force ourselves or push through or uh, just think, do things because we think we should do them. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's a beautiful way to just practice this off the mat and then maybe bring some, some of those lessons in your business as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And one of the things that I, I kind of popped into my head when you're saying like encouraging others to practice yoga and that it's such a great, great way to approach your business is that like the amazing and beautiful thing about yoga is that literally anybody and everybody can do it. Yeah. And so if, yeah, like if you're listening to this and you're like, well, like, yeah, like I, I do identify as an entrepreneur, but like, I don't really identify as a yogi, like, excuse my language, but that's like total bullshit. Like there's, there's so you, there are so many different styles. If you can, if you can breathe, then you can practice yoga. Like I, I strongly and truly believe that. And so, um, I find that that's such an encouraging notion. Yeah. yeah. I agree. <laughs> and honestly, it's the same thing in business because maybe the reason why you're not practicing yoga and you think it's not made for you is just because of the traditional image that you yeah. see and it doesn't fit with how you want to practice yoga which was also my uh, journey in yoga mm -hmm. uh, but it's the same thing in entrepreneurship sometimes we're just fed those images of uh, a certain type of entrepreneur that don't really fit with who we are but I mean there's so many ways of going about business same thing with uh, going about yoga as well so yeah I totally agree <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so true because I know, and it's funny that has been that has most definitely been a thing that I have explored and I have had to learn within um, the past, I guess, six months, and also with working with you, is that like having to have that kind of frank conversation with myself of being like, Carolyn, you did this when it comes to your yeah. yoga practice, and you did this when it comes to creating your self care practices, where it was like you definitely dove into it in terms of like what it is that what is it that I need and what is going to be the best practices that will serve me and so who's to say that I can't do that when it comes to my business um, and that's again such an empowering thing to yeah. do when you begin to just ask yourself well this business is for me it's like at the end of the day it, it is for me and if it helps others then that's like amazing but it is for me. And so what can I do to make sure that it is serving me so then I can show up and serve others? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we've just talked about yoga in terms of self-care practice and well, self-care can look so many different ways. Right. And I'd love to know maybe what it looks like for you specifically. Like what do my regular self-care practices look like? Yeah, or some some different things that you do to take care of yourself. It could, yeah, yeah different yeah. practices that maybe can inspire some listeners. I think the so the biggest thing for me, like the reason that I use the word self care is because I think it's it's a very broad a broad term, and I I look at it as there's kind of two different categories of self care. There's the the self care habits or the self care practices so like the regular practices that you do let's say on a day-to-day -day basis or on a weekly basis or a monthly basis or like moon cycles or whatever seasonal basis but then there's also there those are like on the other end the other category is like the the tools that you have kind of I like to envision it as in like like this little toolkit that I have in my back pocket of things that I know that I can do in any given moment when I feel like I need extra support. And so, for example, kind of a daily habit would be a meditation practice that you do every single morning. But then in the other category would be like a one minute breathing exercise that you can do in a heated argument with someone 
and that you know will help settle your physical heart rate down, right? So there's like two different categories to self-care. Um, and the other beautiful thing is that they can be very specifically tailored to you. So for me, I, I do so many things. Pascal. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> my days are just filled with like self-care. And I think if I kind of narrow it down, the biggest thing for me is, is my mornings. Um, which has been, again, a thing that I have had to be really intentional about weaving into my business and the way that I create my days is that, and that I was missing when I was working in my full-time job is that I, my mornings are like totally all for me. And so the biggest kind of most important thing that I commit to myself is just that, like, just that, like, I fill my mornings with whatever I need. And then that's like the main commitment and it keeps it really, really like easy to commit to. And then where the fluidity and the flow comes in, because one of the reasons that I find that like in the past, I haven't stuck to self-care practices is because sometimes they feel too rigid where it's like, okay, I'm committing to like 30 days of doing the same thing every day. And then after five days, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't stick to this is for me personally is adding fluidity to it. And so for some mornings I wake up and honestly, I need to stay in bed and that's where I need to be. And I need to just like read my book and drink my coffee. But other mornings I wake up and I will just roll up my yoga mat and flop around on my mat. Honestly, my yoga practice is like pretty, pretty gentle, pretty slow. Um, journaling is a big part of my self-care practices, meditation. And I've recently within the past year have explored tarot cards, which has been really fun. My partner got me like a tarot card kit for my birthday last year and have been really, really enjoying tapping into that. So that's kind of what my mornings look like on any given day. And then another thing for my self-care has been, yeah, my schedule. And so like finding um, a schedule that works really well for me with my business. So right now I work Monday to Friday, noon to five. And that like for me is self-care because it means that I'm like not working 40 hours a week. And that has been a huge thing for me is being able to like sit in that confidently and say like, yes, I don't want to work 40 hours a week. And I know that I can create a business that is successful within those parameters. So I love hearing you say that. (laughs) And I love how you kind of categorize the self-care habits or the things you do on a daily basis to take care of yourself, but also having some, some self-care practices in terms of like urgent needs to regulate yourself in terms of your nervous system or things like that. I think it's a great way of approaching it to have, yes, some, some daily habits that you, that you go through to take care of yourself, but also having some kind of toolbox that you can just go to whenever you are feeling a bit more anxious or anything that comes up that you need to take care of yourself. And also something that I love that you just mentioned is that, or, or for, from, from what I'm hearing from you is it's not so much about the tools, but it's also about the energy that's in it and just being present with yourself and just asking yourself, what do you need right now? And sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's resting. Sometimes it's just staying in bed, as, as you said, or kind of rescheduling some things, taking a, a fresh new look at our schedules to see what works for us. So it's not so much about what we do, but just making sure that we're, that we're present for ourselves, right? 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. And like, how, how beautiful if you can create a life where you can begin to tune into that and not feel shameful about it. Like so often or not even so often, but just like, I feel like our life and our society is created in a way where we are like stripped of the ability to know what it is that we need. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, I get so passionate about it because it's so important and so fulfilling to begin to learn what it is that you need and what brings you joy and what brings you support. Um, so yeah, if like, that's like one thing that I'm like super passionate about is helping people with that and knowing that they are their best teachers and their best guides. Absolutely. We always know best. It's just sometimes we're disconnected from our own intuition. Like you said, it's, it's, it feels like everything is made to be disconnected or not to hear your needs or hear yourself and totally agree. That's actually the main reason I would say that I started a business um, seven years ago. It wasn't really to start a business and become a a girl boss, but I, I just really needed more space. Um, as a very anxious person, it, it just, it didn't work for me to always expect from myself the same level of energy, the same level of everything. So I just needed to reorganize my life around a way that would make sense for me. And that would not leave me burnt out 24 seven. So I totally agree with you. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting how, like, it's, it's so wonderful to hear you say that because it can be kind of a, a, it's like an opposite way of going about it, right? Of first being like, well, what it is, what is it that I need to then be able to then serve others? Like, it feels like an opposite way of going about it because it's yeah. not the way that we are taught. Exactly. And not to say that I didn't fall into this trap before on my journey, but it was definitely the main reason why I needed to, like it, it wasn't so much that I wanted to start a business or it was really about, well, for me, it was just survival instinct. <laughs> it just didn't work for me. Like I was, uh, like going through depression over and over again. And my anxiety disorder was just so heavy that I just needed to change something. I didn't know what, but for sure it didn't look like a nine to five. Well, not a nine to five, a nine to nine in advertising for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I needed to reshuffle some things. And um, I'm glad that we're having this discussion because I feel that so many uh, sensitive or creative or intuitive entrepreneurs, and I'm sure a lot of you are listening right now, we can struggle with that idea of just creating something that works for us uh, and just also trusting that it's meant for us as well. Entrepreneurship is not only made for like type A, very ambitious people. And I think it's beautiful as well. If, if you are ambitious and you want to create a huge business. It's, it's amazing, but there are some of us that just want to redesign our lives to have more space and more time. So yeah, I, I love you um, bringing that point for sure. And well, speaking about sensitive people, 
and self-care. I think we can struggle a lot with taking care of ourselves or setting boundaries or honoring our needs. Uh, and we can struggle with that way more than anything in our businesses um, because we're just used to taking care of others or putting them first. So maybe I'd love to hear you if you have some tips around uh, creating a self-care practice that we can stick to. So something that that works for us in our lifestyle. When you're kind of talking to like the listeners and talking about how like you can be sensitive and you can be somebody who struggles with like mental illness, like I want to be very, very honest and very clear about the fact that like I am somebody who has struggled with depression my entire life. And it is within the scope of being an entrepreneur, which typically wouldn't be an area where you would think that somebody who struggles with whatever, like anxiety, depression, like whatever, there's a large scope of things that we can struggle with, um, wouldn't be an area where that type of person would thrive. But it is, it has been the place where I have feel like I have strived the most because it means that I can have space to honor all of the things that make up me. Um, so yeah, that's just like one thing that I do want to say to the people who are listening of like, that this is absolutely an environment that is for you. If you feel like it's not because of the things that quote unquote are like dysfunctional about you, like it is only, it is only a space that will help you um, begin to tap into that stuff and then create a life that is able to leave room and space for all of that and navigate all of it. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. And I yeah. feel so many of us that are sensitive or maybe going through uh, depression, burnout, or dealing with anxiety disorders like I do, it, it feels like sometimes this space is not meant for us, but it's really about making it work for you. So redesigning things so that it works for you. And as you said, you can really find a way to thrive in entrepreneurship and it can also be way more supportive than having uh, some kind of nine to five as well. So I'm, I'm so glad that you're saying that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so to answer your question in terms of what are my like tips in terms of creating self-care practices, honestly, the, the biggest thing, and I think the biggest thing that kind of helped me start to create my practices is what are the things that like when I was working my previous job, what were the things that I tended to try to like scramble and do when I got home at the end of the day, when I felt like I hadn't done anything for me? And those were typically the things that like I tried to then intentionally sprinkle into my life. Like I can just like remember days where I would get home after working a long, tiring day and I would be like, oh man, but like there's this book that I really want to read or I really, really wanted to bake these cookies or <laughs> like whatever. Like those are just like examples for me. Um, but it's usually the things that like just you typically gravitate towards that just bring you joy and that make you feel like you and tap into your creativity and like literally just make you feel more like you. Um, are usually the things that will help you if you intentionally sprinkle those things into your life. And so I think that, and the reason that I say that is because I think what has happened when it comes to like 
hashtag morning routines or like self-care is that we tend to look towards what other people deem the right things to do for self-care, like get up at 5 a.m. and drink a green smoothie and do like a cardio workout. But if those aren't the things that are going to fill you up, then you're just going to feel more depleted than you already do. Mm -hmm. And so if your self-care and the things that bring you joy are watching Pokemon YouTube videos in the morning or <laughs> I just say that because that's what my wife does or like <laughs> or whatever like it could be literally anything just sitting outside in the grass and doing literally nothing then that is perfect and so I think the best way to go about it is to begin to just notice and become aware of the things that bring you joy and that fill you up and then make you feel more like your beautiful self and then begin to just intentionally sprinkle those into your day. Beautiful. I think that's where you can start. Yeah. And I can hear a lot of mindfulness as well to just pause, observe, like realize, well, this doesn't feel really good. What could help me feel a bit more like myself and just go back to these things and also not expect from yourself to have the perfect self-care routine because sometimes we can go there if we have perfectionist tendencies and we watch all those morning routines videos, as you said. And it's really about just being present with yourself, being mindful of what doesn't feel good, what does feel good, what feels like us, what, what makes us feel alive and a bit more, yeah, like you said, like yourself. So just being aware of what those things are and allowing yourself to just sprinkle these, uh, these little things in your, in your day as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe one other thing that I do want to add is, especially if you are beginning, and this is something that I did when I first started, was then once you be, you can have like this like running note like in your phone or like a random scrap of paper that you have on your bedside table where you can begin to write down like what those things are because it can be easy before you get to the point where those it's just like second nature and the habits have just been created it can be easy to just like get back into like a rut of just like doing like whatever like mindless things um, to remember what it is that helps light you up and bring you joy. And for myself, when I started, it definitely helped to write the things down. So being like, oh, I, whatever, like if I listen to a podcast that I really, really love, like writing that down. And so then I have this visual place that I can look to when I feel like absolute crap and don't want to get out of bed. And I just want to just do nothing all day. And then thinking like, well, is that really the best thing I should be doing? Actually, let me look at this note on my phone and look at the things that I do know light me up and that bring me joy. And then maybe pick one thing. I love this. I think it's such a great advice for people that maybe are observing themselves just procrastinating and doing things that actually deplete their energy to have something to go back to whenever they observe themselves like going through like I need to procrastinate I don't want to do this that's okay but maybe you can do something that actually recharges you for for 10-15 minutes so it's a great piece of advice thank you yeah no problem and the beautiful thing about it is that like it's 
the, what will happen? Like when you say like, oh, like there's this thing I'm procrastinating on. I don't really want to do it. Instead of forcing your way through that thing that you don't want to do, if you pause and you do something that actually fills you up, mm-hmm. when you get to that thing that you didn't want to do, you will actually have the energy and you will feel more aligned to get it done. Like I love the idea of alignment before action, mm-hmm. which is like, so opposite again of the way that we go about life typically is that like just sit down and get it done well no like what will happen if you actually go into the kitchen and you bake those cookies that you want because it just makes you happy and then just naturally what will happen is that you will be able to do the things that you've been pushing off because you have the energy and that you feel more like you and you don't feel like going to that task that you didn't want to do is pulling you away from the things that you actually want to be doing because you've done them. Absolutely. Such a great point. And it's, it's exactly the same. I think with yoga, you know, you have to find your foundations and find your alignment between, before you do anything else, like you're not rushing through a pause and it's, it's exactly the same thing in business as well. I love, I love that. (laughs) so as we wrap up this episode I would love for you to share if you do have any projects the listeners should know about or more uh, information about where to find you Mm -hmm. yeah so well I already mentioned that I'm on Instagram now which is like a whole a whole journey so I would absolutely love for people to come check me out Um, everything is under yoga with Carolyn so I, uh, my website is yoga with Carolyn, where you can find my, my virtual classes. And like I mentioned before, um, everything is offered in a seasonal basis. And so currently I'm running the rise yoga series, which is all virtual, um, 10 week series where you get to learn ways in which you can support yourself during your growth, um, during the spring season. And then there's going to be new and exciting things coming out during the summertime, um, so yeah, yogawithcarolyn.com is where you can find me. And then I'm also on YouTube and I post new yoga videos every week. And those are very much, like I mentioned, very specifically focused on creating an accessible and supportive and gentle yoga practice for you. So those are the main places that you can find me. Amazing. And I'll leave all these links in the show notes. And I would highly recommend you to go and check out Carolyn's uh, YouTube channel and check out her offers as well. I'm part of Rise and I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not paid to say that, but honestly, for anyone <laughs> listening for um, that's looking for a yoga teacher, honestly, Carolyn has such a refreshing and nurturing and welcoming approach. Um, yeah. So thank you for what you do. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, oh, it's such a, such a pleasure to have you join in the classes. It's so wonderful. Of course. Of course. Thank you so, so much for being here today and sharing with us your journey with self-care and all those great tips and great advice. I really appreciate it. And I know it's going to be so valuable for the listeners. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is like I mentioned at the beginning, I've been listening to the podcast for, for a while. And so it's such a pleasure to be here. And I know that, um, I was going to say, no, this is going to be really helpful, but I know that like, I hope that this, this episode is really helpful for people. Um, cause I know that everything you put out into the world is super helpful for all those, those sensitive, creating, creative beings out there. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Carolyn. Thank you, Carolyn, for sharing so openly, as always. You can find her information on the links in the show notes. And if you have any questions for us, feel free to reach out. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll speak soon.
Thank you for listening to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm really grateful that you're here and I would love to connect with you. You can find me at changeyourlatitude.co to learn more about my coaching partnerships and also book a free discovery call. That's also where you can sign up to join Letters to a Wildflower, my bi-weekly newsletter where I share business and mindset guidance and also journal prompts to help you navigate entrepreneurship. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media and with a friend that might need the conversation. I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or a rating on any podcast platform. It really helps the podcast grow and reach more people that might need this message. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you soon.